let's get started. We are Where's the Rulebook podcast, and I'm Brian. I'm Joe. And we are a weekly board game podcast and uh, whatever else we decide to talk about. Uh, we mostly, obviously, talk about board games. Themes about board games, stores, the hobby. Last week, obviously, was the Gen Con episode, which just talked about so many games. And when we do talk about like a game in particular, which we do have a special one for today's episode, we have our custom rating scales. So we'll give it a, a rating. We didn't want to use a one through five or anything like that because everyone does that. We have a, it's the same thing, but we put fun names around it to make us feel better and creative. So the best rating is a leave it on the table means it's always going to be out. A must own uh, rating is going to be on the shelf. Everyone in your group probably should own that game. In the closet, basement, those are the games that are going to be like situational, maybe player counts or a theme. Maybe it's a holiday game, something like that. Let your friend buy it, which I think is your favorite. It is one of my favorites. I just want you to buy the game so I can play it but not have to spend money on it. Correct. And then we have the more casual ones like play at a local game store, maybe it does a low replay value. Yeah. Where it is a fun game, but maybe it's expensive and it's not yeah. really worth playing every day. And then we have just the hard pass where it's not for us. Yeah. I would say the hard pass is we say it's not for anyone. <laughs> have we given the hard pass yet? I think when we did our we did our like game regrets. we regret. Yeah. I think there was some we would be like, I think this is a hard pass. I think we both disagreed with a few of our other a oh. few of our choices like sure. you thought i shouldn't have regretted some of mine and i thought you shouldn't regret yours but correct but yeah i don't remember i should listen back through and see if we've ever given a hard pass but today we have a special episode yeah so new to lantern games our sponsor um not new to them i shouldn't but a new thing that they're doing is they're going to start featuring and this is the first month they're doing it featuring a board game benefit for that is they're going to have it set up in their store ready to go showing the pieces all that good stuff but in store and online 20% off no coupon codes just straight up 20% off so beats that 10% that they usually give us some would say it doubles it and you don't have to remember to type in a rule book so the game we are featuring this month is Onitama it's an Arcane Wonders game, technically. I learned a lot about what the Dice Tower Essentials meant, which I'm sure... Do you want to talk about that right now? Because I think it's kind of cool. All the, like, this is their highly recommended yeah. games that are so, unknown. We watch Dice. I watch. I think you do. Dice yeah. Tower and Tom Vassell and their board game reviews. They have a podcast also, but I don't listen to their podcast. But I watch the YouTube stuff all the time. <laughs> um, and they, have, they I have always heard them say, this is the Dice Tower Essential. And I just assume that meant like that's their must own list. Yeah. This game is on it. And I was like, that's interesting. Like, it's a good game, but like a must own. That's impressive. And then so I looked up what Dice Tower Essential meant because I wanted to see what games were on it. And it actually is a line that Arcane Wonders partners with Tom Vassell and Dice Tower to bring these games into more of a limelight. So Tom has found these games he plays them he likes them from other producers publishers maybe they're out of print and he goes to arcane and says this game needs either a reprint or it needs to get you know a, anything and they put it in this line 
of games that like he kind of backs himself as this game should do well or it isn't doing as well as he thinks it should which is really cool and i hope at some point we have that kind of power <laughs> it, i mean it's it's pretty amazing yeah and like, there's just and they're not games that maybe are the best they're just fun good games that no one plays yeah i think they looking at the list i mean it definitely feels like what i would assume tom's like <laughs> list would be i've never met tom i've met some of the other ones from dice tower reviews but i've never met tom i don't think we even saw him i didn't see him at gen con he was there but we didn't see him we saw a few of the other ones yep. I've watched his videos for years and th these lists kind of make sense <laughs> like this looks like games that i feel like oh yeah that feels like a tom vassal game going back to the game of the month uh we are doing onitama and this game is a it's small yeah it's a small game it's in a small box kind of looks like a half of like a weird size Jango. small but big box <laughs> yeah it's like oh Jenga. that's a good good job that's the word i wanted earlier Jenga? <laughs> oh man when you were talking about the box size i was trying to like figure out what it was like and i was like i know it's like something and i couldn't think of it it's and like a half jenga box it's it's pretty small yeah it's like I, we didn't measure it but it's like eight to ten inches tall and like three or four inches square the game is a two-player only game and it's it's very simple you have a player board that's checkered uh, uh, five by five. Five by five. You have five pieces each. You have a master, which is a larger piece, yep. and four pupils, which are smaller pawns. And then you have a stack of cards that are, there's 16 of them, and they all have animals and little squares that are highlighted on they're, them. They're student pawns. Student. Master, student. Onitama is a game where you set up an the best analogy I can make for this game is it's chess in a much simplified matter. And random almost pattern. Cause maybe because the pieces don't have the like in chess. Okay, I'll... they all have like their certain move and only those pieces I guess they all have at least two, or that's the king and the queen. They have like their move that they do. And this one, you get those animal cards. True. Which makes it random to start, but then very predictable as you move through well mostly predictable the goal of the game is to capture to win yes the goal of the game is to capture the other player's master the way of the stone right that's the their calling yep. of it right or each master has a starting position which looks like a little temple if you can get your master to that spot it's you win it's called the way of the stream way of the stream oh yeah I was thinking it was a win again, and that's one of the expansions. <laughs> Not a win con, but it's the name of it. Normally, we don't really talk about the setup, but let's, let's go through it. Yeah, I think it's simple enough. Pretty simple, and it kind of goes back to where kind of where we started. But yeah, you there's 16 cards. Your, as Joe said, there's a five by five board. Your master is in the middle, and then you have two pawns on each side of you on the very back row. Uh, students. What did I say? Oh, I said pawns, didn't I? Darn it. They refer to them as pawns, too. So. They're student pawns, <laughs> technically. So you have your master in the middle, and then you have your two students on the sides, and then you shuffle the 16 cards. Yep. You deal each player two, and then you put one on the side of the board, which the randomness kind of stops at that point, because obviously we're using less than a third of the cards. They all have pretty unique moves. 
the cards themselves tell you how any of your pawns, either your student or your master, are going to be able to move throughout the game. They have a dark spot on the grid somewhere, and they have lighter gray spots, and those are the spots that they can move to. They can jump over your own people, they can jump over other people, but when they land, that's where they land, and if someone is there, that person is no longer there. <laughs> they die. Yep. They're gone. That way of the stone. And so when you each get two, so you have a choice. You don't have to do. They each have very unique moves, like I said. But then once you play one, you put yours on the side of the board and you rotate through. So you grab the one that's out there. So you kind of, between the five of them, you get, you know, new ones every turn. At least you get one every turn. Yeah, you get one new one every turn. Because you, you can only move one piece. Yep. And you can only pick one card in front of you. Yeah, it rotates counterclockwise. Okay. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Actually, earlier when you said which way does it rotate, I was like, oh, it's counterclockwise in the video and like in how we usually play it. But then I was like, oh, wait, it's only two people. So as long as we just rotate, it doesn't matter which way we rotate it because <laughs> it always rotates to the other player because there's only two of us playing this game. In general, how do you feel about two player games? Depends. So I I like two-player games when they are when they are smaller and shorter. So for instance, uh, my wife and I really like to play a game called Fox in the Forest. I like the euchre one. It's just like euchre, except for in, instead of three suits, there's two, or the, instead of four suits, there's three suits. Okay. And it's it's just simplified. It adds a little couple extra fun things. Neat. Game takes about 15 minutes. Okay. Just like this, and. It's fun. It's great. Yeah. It also fits in a small little. It is that one is tiny. It's in like a little, uh, I would say, playing card deck size box. Yeah, it's really tiny. Perfect. I love when there's two player games that you can play real fast, and they're great in between games. Yeah. I don't like two player games when that's like a a, a lifestyle. <laughs> so, <laughs> the for me, I feel like the two player games are usually very themed, like. I'm thinking of Seven Wonders Duel and yep. even this game and so many two-player games, I feel like reach heavy into that theme, which couldn't be off-putting if you're not into that theme. Mm -hmm. Like if you're not into a war game, you're probably not gonna play Seven Wonders Duel, even though it's a really good two-player game, <laughs> but the theme is so heavy, you have to be into that theme. I don't want to play a two-player game that's going to go on for half hour or longer. That's my thing. I was thinking about that, but then I know we have an episode coming up. I guess it's not only a two-player game, but, like, we play Magic, and it takes, like, two hours. But it does that when you play one-on-one. -on -one. Yeah, that's true. And, I mean, we could, we could talk about all kind of games that are can be played two-player, yeah. right? Like, just in my field of view, I'm looking at Dice Tower. Dice Tower is a fantastic game. If you play one-on-one... -on -one, it's like maybe 15 minutes yeah it's fast but i think it's better when you add a third player when you add a third i feel like when you get to add the fourth and it's like nah, it's, it's not as fun <laughs> and that's the thing that i feel like we've talked about this before is i think games really try to hit as many player counts as they can mm -hmm. and then they struggle and like some games that i feel like are really good like captain sonar should never be played with less than six people so like yeah. don't say it's a two-player game yeah, you made up some dumb rules that it works for two people, 
but it's not fun and it ruined that game for people who played it with less people and i'm like no that game is amazing if you somehow have five or seven friends which we've talked about we don't <laughs> not very often i think two-player games are great for the fact that they can lean into the two-player only yep and do it really well because some of them do me the mechanics that they choose to do like you can't do in a game of six or eight people and so it's like it's great for that mm -hmm. they're hard to find they're hard to find good ones that are not cooperative too yeah i like yeah two-player yeah i guess in general i don't really want to play cooperative but i was gonna say in two-player i feel like i definitely the, don't want to play cooperative the, the problem with a two-player cooperative is often you are it's, when, I, when we play two-player cooperative we are then forced into that mindset that you hate. You kind of have to do this way. Yeah. Because now you're There's restricted. There's not enough choices to have people be individuals while playing. If you have four, usually there's a lot more freeway. You can be like, yeah. I'm just going to do this. And But when, there, when there's two, you're kind of stuck. Because now you're both are like, okay, now we're restricted on time, on resources. We have to do this. Yep. Uh, another game uh, we are going to review that I put on the list for a couple months probably at this point months <laughs> um sneak peek would be street fighter the board game oh yeah which i think is another example of like dice tower where it's a great one-on-one -on -one, but it's even better when you add a third or a fourth we played it with three four. three oh yeah, yeah three three it was uh our friend yeah and you and that game is hilariously fun <laughs> just punching and kicking and throwing people around yeah but I do like the board and like in that game I was kind of thinking spoilers for when we talk about it like I was thinking about unmatched a lot it's just like it's literally like unmatched. It's, it's but the board is so cool and like yeah. some of unmatched is like started to have like some interactive stuff yeah. on the board but not to the level of Street Fighter where there's like crates that break and, and trees and trees and all this cool hours. stuff <laughs> hopefully yeah, dice tower, uh, not dice tower. <laughs> I'm looking at my computer and it's a dice tower. Hopefully, unmatched. Yeah, has... Hopefully, dice tower starts getting trees that we can break. Yeah, um, unmatched <laughs> will have terrain that we can interact with and break and destroy and stuff. But there are some there there are some games also that are let's say wingspan. I love wingspan. Yeah, wingspan two player is just as fun as wingspan three player, but it's also because you're just kind of playing your own game. Yeah, I, wingspan is one of those ones that like as you get more, and now they have the player six. Is it up to six or up to eight? Oh my god! I think it's up to eight with that weird eight? dial that like two people go at the same time. In the newest in in Asia's expansion, there's a dial. There's a two player only mode, but then there's also a dial for That's the new flock one, mode. Right? Yeah. Okay the flock mode is two people are taking their turns at the same time just help speed up the game yeah. but that's yeah it's that game i feel like is better with two or three i think four is really even starting to push it it just takes a while there's just not enough interaction in between turns that i'm like okay like i just want to play my bird everdell is like that too yeah we're just kind of waiting he's kind of waiting everdell has even less interaction i feel like in between is turns I don't think there's any. Maybe some of the expansions have it. I've only played two of the expansions out of the five or <laughs> however many the there new are. One that just yeah, the new one that just came out. There's a whole new standalone game that came out. Yep, yep. But yeah, I have not played all of those, but I don't think there's any interaction in between. And Wingspan has like the, you know, once per round. If your player played a bird in a field, you get an egg or whatever. Sometimes if you have those birds, but 
But that's where I think that this uh, Onitama, I think it has to be two-player. Oh, yeah. The, because the game is basically a very s simplified version of chess, where you're trying to ca either capture their yep. king, or in this case, their master. Or checkers, where you get to the other side and king your... King yourself. I guess you I, win if that happens in this game, but... I'm, I'm very appreciative that they've cut it down. It's five by five square. It's really quick. It's really yeah. simple. You can be very methodical if you want, but honestly, it's more fun to just just pick one and be like, I'm going to go here. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like thinking through the whole strategy and like seeing the five cards and like really trying to see like, okay, in three turns, I might get I, that card like that. You don't need to do that here. I'm sure people have. I'm sure they have. And I'm sure like, I'm sure I do it to a point. Like we all like land party screen to watch, even though we say we don't, but like everyone looks a little bit. And so like, I, I look at the cards that I'm going to be getting in a few turns. Like I'm not like, I really hope I get that card or I lose kind of thing. But yeah, I just kind of, and I, first time through, I was kind of thinking, I wish there was a way to get new cards halfway, like partway through, yeah. but the game's so short, I didn't need it. At, like it, when I first set it up, I was like, I'm going to be bored of these five cards. But then it took us like eight minutes yeah. to play or something. And it's, it's like, okay, it's never mind. I'm fast. not bored. And also we play the same way where we just try to take each other out. Yeah. We're I'm just like, I'm just going to take take your pieces. I don't know <laughs> if I've ever won by the stream. <laughs> not that I, I've played enough. I yet. will always try to win by stone. <laughs> yeah, why not? It's more fun to try yeah. to like knock you out. It is more. And it's like, it's that's where like the random because you, the like the movement is random enough that like it's so hard to judge like oh if you put your master pawn there i'm definitely gonna kill it yeah in the way of the stream like you are gonna play i don't have all 16 cards in front of me true but i don't think any of them have more than two movement forward two uh, rows forward which one is it the tiger the tiger has yeah. two and is that it? That, maybe that's it. I can't think of any. Dragon I definitely can't think of any that have three. No, not. I mean, no. On a five by five board, like a three is going to be. I mean, this technically you can go the tiger. You can go back one or up two, which is a three way. I kind of like that. It's like but a pounce. Yeah, it is cool. They're all themed very fun. They are themed very well. And they have nice little like. So they're, all the animals are like a martial arts school. I don't know enough about martial arts to know like the school's the real schools and like what they are but like, is there actually an elephant school of martial arts i don't know <laughs> i know those elephants in the new mario game and it's amazing <laughs> <laughs> i mean that's that's essentially the game it's for what it is it's very fun yeah now there are three expansions which i did not know about at all until this morning when you said hey there's expansions for this game did you look into any of those and i was like nope <laughs> so we uh, when I was, I was a funny story. I was on Lantern Games, lantern.games.com. Not.com. <laughs> yeah, it's just lantern.games, which is so cool. I was on there and I noticed because I was buying deck boxes. And <laughs> for Disney or what are you buying deck boxes for? No, so a little off topic and we can talk about, uh, we have a, a accessories episode. Last on, season, right? Yep, but we yeah. have another one that i was gonna do oh yeah specific for like card games and that uh i'm a very big fan of game genic yep. as we've talked about and they have a new 
holder they have there called the Bastion. Yeah. And I bought a lot of them. <laughs> I've been waiting for them. Uh, but when I was there, I didn't know they were like technically out yet. They were. They just couldn't get them for a while, and they finally got a whole bunch, a whole bunch of colors. That's cool. And I bought clears because I like clear because I use it for magic. I like to see the commander. But I noticed when I was on there, because I searched by new releases, Onitama expansions. And I was like, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> I like that. So while talking to Lantern, their owners, as we were, you know, planning the season and whatnot, with their monthly games, that was one thing that they said they're going to really do a lot differently than they have in the past we had like their game nights and stuff and like we always just try to like pick a game that maybe had like themed for the season or whatever it was but then sometimes they didn't have copies of that game or not very many and so like this year each month like they are they're like we're buying a bunch of these games yep we're gonna sell them at 20 percent off we were just but we're gonna have inventory yeah <laughs> which is awesome like that's that's the way it should have been and that's the way that we probably should have done other things in the past but it was like oh we're doing a board game night for you know here's this seven wonders architect oh we have one copy yeah first person to buy it gets <laughs> and that's it so like i like that we're looking at more of a what do we have that's good like we're not just featuring a dumb board game but like a good game that we can do as a feature each month. So now Onitama has three expansions. They has the, the first one that came out in 2017 called Sensei's Path. And all it is is 16 new animal cards, new Which movement cards. Is one of probably the best ways you can do an expansion. I just variety. Variety. Don't change the game. Give me some new animals, some new movement. Perfect. They don't even have to be more difficult in this case they like aren't they're just you know there's not like any that are like oh if you don't get this you're gonna lose they're like very similar animal style one to two moves and you still only play with five you only play with five all the cards yeah it just adds variety but i feel like there's been games where they add new cards that you're like okay these new i think of spirit island maybe not Spirit Island. That face is telling me that Spirit Island was not correct. No, what are you thinking of? For me, the, what comes to mind would be like one of my favorite games, and probably one of my favorite, if not, it's not my favorite, but it's in my top five for sure, is Mysterium. Every expansion adds like a weird mechanic. Yeah. I don't use the mechanic. <laughs> I just use the, the weapons, the murderers, yeah, you just the, want the card. cards. That's all I use it for, and it's great. Yeah. A lot of people don't even like use the crows and stuff. They just like... I like the crows. And I think the crows are nice. It adds. Sometimes you really do get stuck. Yeah. And being able to like take a crow up and shuffle and I, draw a new hand. I agree. It's very useful. But other than Sensei's Path, we have the next one that came out a year later called Way of the Wind. This added a new mechanic. But in a decent way, I feel like. I feel like it adds a new mechanic. I don't know if I like this one or the, or the next one more. And I haven't played them, but like the idea of them I like more. The Way of the Wind, there's like a new pawn. The wind statue. This, and that's just on the board. Does it move? Yep. Okay, so it moves around based on the cards and stuff too. There's but eight wind cards. It's a deck. And every and it moves based on whatever the wind cards tell it to move. Okay. And you get two new 
and remove cards for your deck. Okay, so like, so the statue just goes there. It moves around based on the wind. Just blocks. And just blocks that spot, which I think is kind of cool. You can't destroy it. It just moves around. What happens if it moves onto you? Does it destroy you? I don't. I I don't know. Hmm. I'm not familiar with that. Because that would be sweet. <laughs> oh, if it just kills you. Like, yeah. Oh, I just lost because the wind statue fell on me. <laughs> or maybe it's very predictable that you like wouldn't get killed by it, but I don't know. Yeah, it's unfortunate that we haven't played this one. But they have Lantern has that one you said, right? Yes. They just yeah. don't have the next one, the light and shadow. They have that one as well. They don't have senseis. They don't have senseis. Oh, not that I've seen. I didn't look very hard because I looked at new releases. Oh, okay. And these are the new ones. Yeah, and Sensei is the oldest. Sensei is the oldest next to the base game. Yeah. And then, so this one, it looks interesting. Haven't tried it. Light and Shadow. This one is the most dynamic one. I feel like this one adds something that's really cool. And then they have another option. So there's two new ways to play with Light and Shadow. You can play the Way of the Light. Or the way of the shadow, which you can see a theme throughout the game. <laughs> the way of the stone or the way of the stream, all those things. Way of the wind. I don't know why you'd play as light of the shadow. And maybe there's something that we're missing because we haven't played it. I'm mean, sorry, the way of the light. The way of the shadow is sweet. You get a divider board so your your opponent can't see. You get a small five by five grid. And you get what is the best piece ever? A ninja. Because why not? <laughs> And your ninja moves secretly, and then you get to reveal it, and it kills whatever it revealed. <laughs> so cool. Because, like, I can just be moving my ninja around down there trying to, like, predict your movement. Neat feature. It's not on the board, but, like, it plays part of the board. But the, the way of the light is you just use the ninja pieces as your pawns, I think. That's the way it reads to me. Which I don't know why you would do that other than you get... A different shaped pawn they don't have like special abilities in that case this, this one's difficult to talk about because we haven't played it yeah we're only we can only go off of what we're reading but it definitely looks like the biggest aspect of this like brian said is the fact that you have a secret ninja that you can maneuver and your opponent doesn't know yep i actually feel like this is a drawback because in the base game the whole point is, yes, it's it's 15 minutes long, but you get to see the whole board. Yeah. And you know the movements and you can move. It's, it's like a chess game. You know everything. Yep. When you add that level of like That's true. visibility, now you're just kind of like, oh, surprise, I lost. That is true. I guess now, I... now I'm going to be like, oh, I'm going to move my guy here because it's open. And you're like, nope, ninja, kill it. Yeah. So I feel like it'd be fun for a couple games. Yeah, that's true. I guess I didn't think about it that way, about the secret kind of ruining the whole game. Not ruining, but changing the gameplay. Now, I haven't played it. Yeah. And it could be, I could be real real off. And it but it makes sense. I think that does make sense. And I kind of feel like now that you said that, I think about what I was going to talk about anyways in a little bit is one of my other favorite two-player games is Hive. It's very chess-like, but you are animal, these little creatures, like little, uh, insects and they have special movements and the whole thing is to capture the other player's queen it feels like chess but i feel like it's way better than chess but in that one we played this yeah um, little tokens that are like octagons it's been a long time since we played this I, yeah it's a great game and they have like so you start i don't remember 
like with eight pieces or something. I don't remember how many you start with. Don't quote me. And every turn you either can move one or bring one into the board. And there's a rule that you have to have your queen on the board within like the third turn or something. But the other ones that like, you don't have to bring in until you choose to. So like I, you know that I have two mosquitoes left, which could be kind of powerful, but like they're not on the board. So I wonder if the ninja could almost do something like that. Like I have my ninja, it's going to come in at my temple when I choose to or something. And like, you kind of have to like anticipate that, like that ninja might be strong. It's not on the board yet. It's not going to just going to instantly win the game, but it could change like the outcome which i kind of think like hive like my pieces aren't secret to you well there is one cool thing each player has lantern and the lantern does reveal like you can put the lantern in like a specific row to see if there's yeah because yeah he's hiding in the shadow so if the, they're lit up the little divider guards are actually really cool because they yeah. they have a a recap of the how to play the game which is awesome because especially if you're playing with a new player they can just read this but i do like the lantern feature at least to tell you like oh they're not in this room oh does each one have oh no those are never mind each player has a lantern yep. each player has a ninja yep uh, the picture i just was looking at had two things off to the side of the board and i was like oh do they have two lanterns but no they're pawns no. that they've captured it throughout the game it definitely adds an interesting so does, mechanic you might not know this, but does each lantern, so you place your lantern in that whole row or column, however you want to look at it, is lit say, up. You just to say, like, is he there or not? Oh, so it's not like a, so it's not like two of the rows are lit up because I have a lantern and you have a lantern and three of the rows are hidden. Oh. And like, we can move our lanterns around potentially. Again, we've never played it, so it's hard to, <laughs> but I'm wondering like, because then that would take the, some of the secrecy away. Because if there's two rows that are lit up, there's only three that he's hiding in. And, like, part of the movement could be, like, I'm going to move my ninja and move my lantern at the same time. So, like, he's not in this row, but now he is kind of thing. Interesting. This this game actually says it takes 20 to 30 minutes. This one does add some time to it, according to them. But I can't find that it... You don't have to win. The way of the stone and the way of the stream are still the win cons. I don't think you have to win like with your ninja or anything. So I don't know other than there's another thing to think about and move like that could be why it takes longer. And I think for the most part, like this game is going to probably take 10 ish minutes, but you all know there's someone in your group who overthinks every move. You have your like next three turns already thought about before they finish their turn. <laughs> we all have that friend. <laughs> So like that 20 minutes could get blown out of the water if they're really thinking through everything that hard, that hard. Even if it's not like in a way of trying to be competitive, but like, I think I have a few friends and I, I actually haven't played very many games with your wife, but I have a few friends who also are like accountants. And I feel like they always take a little bit longer in their games because they're like weighing out every option. <laughs> and I don't yeah. know if it's because of their field. It's great. Um, but like they know every move that they possibly can do. They might not know what the best one is, but they, before they commit to something, they're like, okay, I could go there. I could go there. I could go there. I could go there. I go there. <laughs> so like you have six, five pieces that you're like looking at two or three move spots for each of them. <laughs> so that could take a while. I play very intuitively. 
I play very, I, I feel like I'm good at games generally. Yeah, I would agree. And I feel like you're good at games generally. There are certain games that we are better at than each other. Like yeah. for whatever reason, I just think I'm better at Unmatched. Yeah, you definitely are better at Unmatched. That might just be because of like the card game aspect. Yeah. But then there are games like Clank. You always beat me at Clank. And I don't know why. Yeah, I don't know why you... I would almost... And Everdell. I would almost say you're bad at Clank, which I don't know why. Because like you it's understand the game and you know deck builders really well. But I feel like every time you go into one mind of like either movement or fighting, I know, and then it doesn't like you no. don't you don't get to fight or whatever, even though you could literally fight anything on the board, but there just doesn't happen to be anything you can fight, and you just like waste whole turns. I don't know why you do that, but, but like <laughs> I can't beat my wife at this game at any game. Uh, she is, and she doesn't like play games like we play like the cat like we play a lot of these games and they're casual usually and yeah she doesn't even think about it but then she's like i don't know it just looked right mathematic genius she's good at wingspan i know yeah i've heard you say that before i've never played with her so i think i i don't think i'm very good at games in general i like to have fun i generally don't think i'm gonna be the one that wins however i do think my strength is and maybe it's because i do all the research beforehand strategies you is know. i learn it quick yeah so like the first few games i'm probably if, if it's new for everyone most likely i'm gonna win like i don't know what like i picked up the thoughts and like the strategy of it and then once everyone else picks up that strategy then i start losing <laughs> and no longer can win and then maybe that's because i do all the research beforehand and like looking at the games and setting it up and have a lot more time in it than other people do. It's the same thing I do. Like I look at the menu at a restaurant before I go to see what I'm going to order because I'm getting old. <laughs> I don't. I sit down, I look and I go, what has barbecue sauce? <laughs> <laughs> and so I think that's like, so I don't like generally, I don't think I'm that good at games. I understand games and I know how to play them, but like, I don't think I'm, I'm not winning any competitions or anything. <laughs> but if you put a brand new game in front of me, I'm probably going to win it. <laughs> Well, it's like this game, right? Like Onitama. I'm actually really happy that this is the game of the month because it's refreshing. It's it a... goes back to last season where we said, like, don't just make your game complicated oh just to gosh. make it complicated. RPG games, like role play games. It's so nice to have a game that we can sit down and we played several games in like a half hour, which is so great to not have to spend a half hour setting the game up. Exactly. And it just that it is refreshing. And like you said, I think when we kind of first started, like that in between games or, you, you know, you're waiting for dinner to finish and you just put a game on the table real quick or or whatnot. And those are nice. And even though I love um, Radlands, it takes a little longer as a two-player game, but it's not... I love Radlands. Yeah, I think we both do. But, like, it's a little bit longer. Yeah. Like, it's it pushes that 20 to 30-ish minute on a normal, not the 10-minute normal game, so... It's more definitely more complicated. Oh, yeah. I would say that for sure. I think this... I think Board Game Geek had it as, like, a, a 1.6 as a weight, which I feel like is... Onitama? Yeah. Even a little bit high than I would, <laughs> would have assumed. Um... Yeah, I guess. You can make a game as complicated as you want. I guess maybe like that 1.6 probably takes into like the strategy mm. of it. But yeah, I would definitely say this is a light. And then looking at the the voting on it, it actually is pretty close. It's 43% one and 50% two. 
So it's pretty close between a one and a two. So I guess it makes sense. But it's ranked relatively high in 300, where which is uh may sound you know like all rank it's ranked 300, but there's like 18,000 board games. <laughs> 7.4 on the on the rating, which is perfect. Not to yeah, 7.4 is good. I mean, yeah, don't don't it's this is not movie rules. This yeah, is. it is weird that you know games aren't. I don't know. It's because, I mean, I like the, the fact that the players get to rank them and stuff, but it's hard to look at those. But the 7.4 is one that I, when I go to the store and I see a new game I don't look at, I board game geek it first. I if, look at it. If it's above seven, it's, it's solid. If, yeah. If it's above seven, I know it's going to be solid. If it's a, like in that six-ish, I'm like, maybe. let me look at it. Let me see the pieces. Let me see if that's something that I want to do. Because those are still going to be some really good games. There are some sixes, uh, ranked six games that are great oh yeah i love it just it's not for everybody it's one of those things yeah i agree and i think it's just so hard because like i do the same thing the other way if a game has like a nine i'm like eh, why how many ratings does it have yeah how many, that, how many reviews that one is usually a, a good one to look at but but yeah the best game right now is 8.6 on board game geek so but like gloomhaven is still number three at 8.6 and i i again those game we've, we've already talked about this yeah. in great detail i can get why it's really high it is a, a fantastic game and we could do a gloomhaven gloomhaven episode maybe as a bonus one day to express all of our thoughts and feelings <laughs> but <laughs> weight of a 3.9 i would have thought for sure that would have been on the four for gloomhaven i thought it'd be a five <laughs> i know there's a second edition that fixed a lot so maybe it's dropped it so 17 percent of the community only about 500 people have said it's a five and so almost 60 percent say four i'm huh. all right enough about gloomhaven onitama what do you think what's your rating for me i feel like so I'm, I'm stuck between two right now i feel like on this one i will say let your friend buy it okay it's a solid game i can think of a few other two-player games that i would prefer to play um star wars deck builder <laughs> um, which is a two two-player deck builder you love that game it's a solid fun game hive i feel like hits that same itch as this game and i would rather play hive than this but this is a good game i don't think it should be below that and I just have too many two-player games, I think, to give it that in the basement kind of feel. Because I have like Seven Wonders Duels already in the basement. Like I don't need another one. <laughs> How are you? I'm actually the leave it in the closet in the basement. Okay. Because in my mind, this game has one great thing going for it, and that's travel. Now well, we didn't even talk about that. Here's the thing: the game itself is kind of big because of the mat. Yeah. But a lot of people, and apparently there's an entire thread about this because we were just looking around. We thought when you first showed me the picture, I was like, I want to buy, like, if that was purchasable, I would have bought oh, it. Man, I would have bought it. It looked, this this person made a version where all the cards and they made new pieces, which just look like little pebbles. Yeah, they, the pieces were like little cubes that you, you would know, see. You know, Go, the game Go. Yeah. The black and white. Yep. It looked like that. Yep. Which that's maybe true. they were. Yeah, maybe. And they all fit in this little tiny box. Yep. It looked like a... Like if you if you bought someone like a necklace and it came in like that size yeah. box, it looked like that. And I was like, that's awesome. They might have been a little because there was a normal cards. Normal. So card. he bought the game and made a new mat. Made a new mat for it. And the cards themselves are a little bit bigger than a playing card. No, they're not. 
Are they really the same player card size? They look like player card size. I mean, they felt like it. Yeah, I thought they were a little bit longer for some reason. Maybe not. But so, yeah, that's about the smallest you can get to them. Because no, most of the ones, at least that I was looking at, the custom made travel ones are all people that bought the game. Some of them repurposed the pieces. Some of them made new pieces. Everyone made a new board. Yeah. <laughs> and then everyone, all the ones I saw used the exact same cards. The, the, the problem is the board is great. It's a neoprene mat. It's really nice. Yeah. But it's big. Yeah, the five by five. I mean, this cute. I mean, the pieces are big. Yeah. But like not big, big. But like they're big. They're not small by any means. And then there's like a spot to put the cards on, which you don't need. No. It's nice because it's a neoprene mat. Like if it was cardboard, I would definitely say like cut that off. <laughs> but since it's neoprene, I'm like okay, it's nice. <laughs> and then the card on the outside still goes on the outside. It's like why didn't you make the mat longer? <laughs> yeah. Why didn't you make the mat you know a little bit wider to fit a card? <laughs> but so that's my thing. If this this game is great for travel. I put it in this category as like a situational game because I think it, it is a good in-between game. However, I might look into just printing off a little tiny five by five square. Yeah. It doesn't need all the fancy art and stuff. No. And then just getting that and putting the cards in a box with some pieces I can find that fit. And uh, I can fit it in my back pocket. <laughs> like, Yeah, I mean, I think awesome. about like Love Letter. Yeah, love loader. I don't bring example. the I don't bring the cubes with me or anything else. Like I bring just the cards, yep. and we like play in a circle. We've talked about it. Like we play it at weddings and stuff. We played it camping. And like I just bring the cards. We just like we don't even keep track of who won. But like if you wanted to, you keep track of who got the love cube and whatnot. We just play a few rounds and then do something else. <laughs> exactly. And and that's that's why I feel this game is a great. It fits a really cool area of being a great in-between game. Especially if you're two people. If you're two people, this game, and if you've played it before, you can be done in 10 minutes. Oh, yeah. Or if you're if you're traveling, this is a great, like, hey, we're, we, we're at a restaurant. We're waiting for our food. Let's just play this real quick. Like, that's awesome. I would I would agree with that. But, but again, you let me buy it. So It's true. I let you buy it, and <laughs> we will probably be traveling together at the same time anyways. <laughs> At least some some of the times. Gen Con's not for another year. <laughs> it's a little ways away. Yeah, I just for me, I just think about Hive first. Sure, and you own Hive. Yeah, which is a game I wouldn't have bought, so it's perfect. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I I think it's a good game. I definitely think that it's it's fun. It fits a really it cool area. It is a lot more fun, and it's a lot better than it I originally thought it was gonna be. So refreshing to play a game that's not an hour. Oh, man. It's like when you go to the movies. Yeah, I, I saw Oppenheimer. Uh, this was like months ago. And it's three hours. Yeah. And it's just like... And our movie theater does not have the recliners in it like a lot of movie theaters do. <laughs> it was... Yeah, it's a good movie. But like, it's so long. So long. But then like, uh, my wife and I are in this Hayao Miyazaki kick. Uh, which is actually a question I was going to ask you. I was going to say, what were you watching recently? Because you asked me about the music. Oh, yeah. Time. We'll oh, do that in a minute. <laughs> but we'll end with that. <laughs> yeah, there we go. And uh, spoiler, we've been watching a lot of Hayao Miyazaki movies, and they're like an hour and 20, and it's like nice. Yeah, <laughs> that is that is nice. When Lantern first said this was a game of the month, and I, I've seen it around for some reason. I've never really looked at it much. Been out a while. It's been it's, out. The box just looks generic. Yeah, it looks a little weird box shape. And they said that this was a game, and I was like, I don't know if I even really want to talk about it. <laughs> 
<laughs> but then I played it and I was like, oh, this game is actually pretty fun. <laughs> I can see why it's on Dice Tower Central, which is, I mean, this is one of the beautiful things of their doing the month thing is it's a fun game. Yeah. Um, so before we, you know, wrap and get into like the, the very ending parts again, month of November, 2023, I guess if you listen to this way into the future, this is releasing in November, 2023, this month it is 20% off at lantern.games or in the store. Um, no coupon codes needed or anything. It just will ring up at 20% off. I forgot to ask. I, I shouldn't say I forgot because I didn't know about the expansions. But worst case, the expansions are 10% off with the rule book discount code. So I'm not sure if the if the expansions are 20% off. Also, I didn't ask that because I didn't know they existed when I talked to them. And we haven't talked to them yet today. So um, expansions might be 10% off. But I don't think you really need any, especially if you're just buying it, you definitely don't need any of them right away. I would hold off. I would say if you've owned the game for a few years, sure get one of the expansions especially the senseis yeah sensei with the 16 new cards like i feel like that's just a a good one way of the wind is interesting i don't know it does not intrigue me nearly as much as the shadow yeah but the shadow again i fear that it's gonna change it too much it would change it too much but the base game solid yeah agree uh normally we would start with this but i'm gonna end with it (laughs) because uh, fair i forgot so uh, I was going to surprise you like you surprised me with what are you listening to? I was going to say, what are you watching lately? So we just finished, I think, almost any everything that we were watching. So we watched The House of Usher on Netflix. It was eight or nine episodes long, and they're all about an hour. Super good. Super. It's like not creepy, but like it's like thriller-y. Is that American Horror Story thing? No, it's kind of has similar feel i guess okay. but it's not as campy as that i haven't seen it so we've watched american horror story we watched the first handful of seasons and we really liked them and then i think it was i don't remember what season it was just one of them was like we don't care anymore but they just did a new one another new one which is only a four-part seat like episode just for halloween that just came out like i think like last week or something i haven't watched that yet and i might is it good i haven't watched it oh, I, mean, <laughs> I meant like but it looks it looks it's halloweeny and it feels good it looked cool and it kind of looked like old school house of horror uh, american horror story so i kind of was interested but it probably i don't know I, the last handful i feel like i've been like oh that's kind of cool and then it's like i don't care the last roanoke that was the one that really i think ended it for me it's like that one could have been so good and then it was like this weird, like each person was like filming a different. I don't know. It was like a, I don't know, whatever. What was the carnival one? Oh yeah, that one was interesting. I think Hotel was the last one I really enjoyed. I didn't think I seen it. That I was like I, saw... I think that was Lady Gaga's first one. Was it hers? Okay, yeah, I think so. I saw the first three seasons. The first one is the mental hospital, right? No, the first one's like the family in. Oh yeah, the family. House, yep. And it's just kind of like a thriller. Yeah. The second one's the hospital. Yep. The third one I think is the carnival one. I, think so. I saw that one. And then I think the hotel is after that. Okay, I didn't see the hotel. And then I think maybe Roanoke, after that. It just got kind of like eh. And then there was a summer camp one that wasn't very good either. That was after Roanoke. 
but House of Usher, it's actually, I should have remembered. I'm terrible at like who made movies, like the producers and directors, but it's someone that is well known for these type of shows. But they're like short stories of Edgar Allan Poe. Poe. And so like, there's a lot of that kind of like stuff going on. Oh, uh, Mike Flanagan is the, pro- oh, nice. the director. I don't know if you know directors. Like I, I usually don't. Like I recognize their names once I, someone tells me about them, but I don't look at them as much as other people do. But it was really good. It was really entertaining. My wife's not super into like jump scares, scares. Um, hence not going to like haunted houses or anything with us. This one wasn't super jump scary, but like oh, had. That's right. She didn't go with us. We yeah. To the screams in the dark. So that was really good. Um, I would. Highly, she, he did like. Uh, Midnight Mass, which was super popular. He did all the house on the uh, Haunting on the Hill house. That's a good one. The yeah. first one. The first one was really good. The second one's fine. He's done a lot of that type of movie, but it was really, it was a really good show. And then I just finished uh, Shorzy season two, which is on Hulu. It's like a. Did you watch uh, Letter Kenny? Never heard of it. Letter Kenny. You probably wouldn't like it. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. So. Shorzy is like a spinoff of Letterkenny. The Letterkenny kids show is terrible, but Letterkenny's hilarious. Um, and Shorzy's all about hockey. And I would literally just watch hit. It's like, did you see the goon? Like the hockey movie goon? Yep. I feel like it's like that, but like even more. <laughs> it's hilarious. And it's for someone who like grew up watching hockey. My, my wife grew up playing hockey. Like, it's just it's really funny and like entertaining it's pretty short they're like 20 minute episodes and there's only like a handful of them but it's hilarious but he also refs like a kids league and he's if you, if you ever look at it he's very his all language <laughs> um as you would imagine in like beer league hockey and he like refs kid like a teenage like high school league and he's the same same way talking about like their parents in ways that we can't talk about in a podcast and <laughs> it's just it's really funny <laughs> The Mighty Ducks? What about the Mighty Ducks? <laughs> Mighty Ducks are fantastic. Maybe one of the movies series that like the second one is better than the first, first one. I like the second one better. The first one is really good. That yeah. None of any of the three are really good. And then they have that Disney show now. Uh, oh, where he's like a teacher. He, he's like a yeah, he like owns the rank. I only watched season one of it. I didn't watch season two, but it was it was entertaining because I love Mighty Ducks. But but yeah, I think everything we are watching just finished. So what are you watching? Uh, my wife and I really like Hayao Miyazaki, the, the the Japanese artist and creator of all of the Studio Ghibli films, for the most part. Before he retired, is, is someone else doing him now? So or are they just done? He's, I don't actually know. I no no don't take don't quote me on this because I may be wrong but I think because when he retired I'm pretty sure his son took over the studio Ghibli okay uh, which was his company but he for those of you listening who don't know he's the one who made Spirit Away Howl's Moving Castle Princess Mononoke so many those are the ones that are well known and uh, there's a lot of them there's like 18 or something films and uh, he was in retirement and was I don't know if this was a quote or someone said that he was like I don't like the way things are being done 
and he came out of retirement with a new idea and made the whole thing like by himself <laughs> with no advertisement. Wow. He was like, I'm just not going to advertise it. Go watch it. And it's called, uh, the movie comes out, it just came out in Japan, but it comes out in December here. It's called The Boy and the Heron. Okay. And uh, the trailer, there's one trailer. It's like a minute, two, 20 seconds long. It's short. And that's all there is. And it looks amazing. So my wife was like, we got to go see it. And I was like, yeah, we do. And to support it, we were like, let's watch every Studio Ghibli movie. <laughs> so for like a month, we've been like every day watching. Now, will they? Will that be like in movie theaters? Yes. Okay. Uh, so if you're out there, letting you know this is coming. It's like not advertised anywhere. So you have to kind of know that it's just going to drop. But it looks awesome. And we've been going through like the the years and watching all the movies and we just watched uh, one i never seen before called the wind rises which we finished a couple days ago i've never even heard of it well i've, I've heard of it because I ne i've never seen it it's a weird one it's about the guy who made like the japanese planes that uh were in world war ii and uh it was different <laughs> it, was the, it was the weirdest one of all the movies i've seen but that's it interesting that made me think for some reason i know we've talked about it but not on this but that uh the movie you'll never see do you know what i'm talking about when i say that no it's john malkovich's movie that won't release until it's recorded and done but no one's ever seen it all the way through even like the directors and like they had different people editing it so no one has seen like the whole movie but it's set to release uh november 21 15 so over almost 100 years after they recorded it so like no one's ever gonna see it that is around today <laughs> and this movie's gonna drop 21 15 in november john malkovich and like all these other people that are just gonna be out <laughs> like john's never gonna see it i mean like hard. he's already old and like i'm never gonna see it i'm not gonna be around in 21 15 i'm trying to think of like what at what point will someone be so it's 2023. So they would be. It had to be 26. So they would be like 80, right? No, they'd be 90. So another like. Someone had to be born now. If they're born now, it'd be like they'd be like 90 years old when this came out. Yes. So yeah. And so like another another couple of years before someone. I don't think 90 year olds are watching movies and understanding what's happening. Who knows the technology though? Yeah. It could be life expense expectancy could. Increase. Yeah. It's I don't yeah. I think that's interesting. There's a movie you're never going to see. They like did trailers for it and like that you can look at it, but no one's ever seen it all the way through and we will never see it. <laughs> but to uh, get back on track, I guess a little bit, I think that wraps up pretty much everything for this episode. Uh, don't forget to follow us on social media. We're on Instagram. We're on Facebook, wherever you're listening to us. We're on all the podcast spots that we know of. If we missed one, tell us and we'll figure out how to get on that too. But give us five stars and the important give part us five stars give us five stars um but the important part there is to put any words there my favorite one today is tell me what you ate for lunch because it really doesn't matter to us it doesn't matter to you but it helps in the ratings if you put words and then share us share us on social media share us wherever you are so people can find us and more people can spend their wednesday afternoons uh listening to us and not working <laughs> but we're doing yeah listening to us 
Yeah, exactly. And if you ever want to reach out or give any questions or if you want any suggestions for a future episode, uh, you can email us at whereistherulebook at gmail.com. Yeah, thanks to Jack Pine, mostly John Ransom in the band, for doing all the music we've heard today. And we've ha- we've said them quite a few times this episode, but Lantern Games, lantern.games uh, online. Thanks for them. They are here to help us get this thing going and keep it going. And uh, we didn't say this in the beginning, which we usually would, but these games are all games that either we've bought or own or play somewhere these are not games that are sponsored by anyone other than us really <laughs> so we were not given this yeah game. we bought it if uh arcane wonders is listening and they want to send us games we would consider changing that tagline <laughs> maybe they want to send us shadows yeah there we go if they, <laughs> if they want to send us the light and shadow expansion so we can play it that would uh really make my day <laughs> i'd probably quit because i don't think it'd get better i don't know what would happen I remember like the first time I sent mail, someone wanted stickers from somewhere out in like North. Sure. I don't remember where they were in North Carolina or something. And like, I like, where's the rule book had the return label and stuff. And I was like, this is so cool. <laughs> uh, so if you want stickers, let us know. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just give you one. Yeah. We'll just get you. Yeah, just mail it. <laughs> tell us your, where you want it mailed to and we'll uh, mail it to you. But uh, thanks for playing.